Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your Creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 324 for the 17th of Tishrei in a leap year. So as an introvert, it's often very tempting for me to kind of just hide away, do my own thing, serve God in my own way without having to bother with people, with community, with anything like that. However, Judaism doesn't really work like that, right? Judaism is really very much a community religion. This is especially true for men who uh, even more than women are really asked to go to shul, uh, ideally three times a day and daven and pray with a minion, with a quorum of 10 men. We know that inherent within Judaism, there's just so much about community. When we say a blessing, for example, when we say a bracha, there's something very special about somebody answering amen to the bracha. So that person that answers amen actually like gives vitality to that bracha. It brings, it elevates the bracha to a new height. And if nobody's there to say that amen, then the bracha kind of like it's it's you know it definitely still has that effect, but it doesn't have the same power as it as it would have if there would be that that effect. We know that there's the idea of the Burkas Kohanim, the special blessing that the Kohanim say, and uh, we receive that blessing from the Kohanim. And so once again, it's like there's this dependency on the other, this dependency on the Kohanim, the dependency on the congregation to receive the blessing of the Kohanim. So we know that throughout Judaism, there really is this communal thing at play. And we're going to be learning a little bit about this today, specifically in regards to the power of 10 Jews who sit together to learn, to learn Torah. So it's not even about prayer. It's not even about 10 Jews coming together in a minion in order to pray. This is 10 Jews who specifically are just coming to sit and learn Torah. And what happens when that, and and the power of these 10 Jews coming and sitting together is that they're able to draw down the Shechina, draw down the divine presence to rest amongst them. And we're going to contrast this with the study of an individual. So because we know that even an individual who sits and studies Torah by themselves, we know that God rests with them. So it's like, you know, when, when you're learning Torah, even by yourself in your own room and nobody else is around, definitely God is there with you. But nevertheless, there is a certain power that is unique to 10 people studying together that only that 10, that group of 10 can accomplish. So it's pretty straightforward today. So we are going to, we're beginning a new epistle. This is epistle 23 of Igar Sakurish. And so here we go in the Altar Rebbe's words. So the Altar Rebbe begins with a teaching of the sages who he poetically calls the wakeful angels because they were so holy these these sages so uh so he refers to them as angels and he says these are the sages of the mishnah who may peace be upon them so they they taught in the mishnah and this is a teaching from perke avos chapter 3 verse 6 
The ten people that sit and learn Torah, the Shechina dwells amongst them. And then the altar rabbi continues and brings a citation from Echa, chapter 12, verse 13. And this is the whole purpose of man. So meaning not only is it, the altar rabbi is teaching us, that when ten people come and sit together uh, and learn Torah, then the Shechina rests amongst them. This is in fact the whole, our whole entire purpose to do this, to draw down the Shechina in this way. And not only this, says the altar rabbi, he says that the whole purpose of the soul's descent to this world is for the purpose of this ascent that happens during this Taurus study with 10 people. And there's no ascent, there's no elevation that's higher than this type of ascent. How so? Because the Shechina, this divine indwelling, is in the highest of the heights, the greatness of which the altar by says, and he brings a citation here to describe this from Malachim Aleph, chapter 8, verse 27. The heavens and the heavens of the heavens cannot contain. So basically, the altar is just describing the greatness of the Shechina and how high and lofty it is. And so for this Shechina to then come and dwell and, uh, and become greater within the Jewish people, as it says, and this is a citation from Bamidbar chapter 35, verse 34, that I, God, dwell amongst the children of Israel. So this is our whole purpose to bring the Shechina down here into this world. And the way that we do this is through being involved in Torah and in doing mitzvahs, specifically with 10 people. As it says, and this is from the Gemara in Brachos, page 21b, we infer a conclusion from two appearances of the word toch. So what this is a reference to is the word toch. Toch literally means within. Uh, and often, but like Hebrew is an interesting language that often one word can have multiple meanings to it. So sometimes there's a principle in Torah that like in order to really understand a deeper meaning of a certain word, we can find different places that this word is found and look at how it's used, the context of how it's used. And through that, we can infer the deeper meaning of that word. So in this case here, the Gemara is referencing two places where the word toch is used. The first one is taken from Vayikra, chapter 22, verse 32, where it describes God being sanctified amongst the children of Israel, within the children of Israel. So that's like that standard version of the, of the within, the toch, right? It says, And I shall be sanctified amongst the children of Israel. I am the Lord who sanctified you. Okay, now this, the second uh, reference to this word toch that we're going to kind of see where the the 10 people comes about is in Bamidbar chapter 16 verse 21 where we see the whole story of the spies and Moshe dealing with the spies and God telling Moshe to dissociate from the congregation um, and the congregation was specifically 10 spies and the way that it's described the way that Moshe should dissociate himself from within the congregation is again using that word toch it says hibadlu mitoch hayda hazot that disassociate yourselves from this congregation, I will consume them in an instant. So the point that, that the Gemara brings out that the altar Rebbe is citing here is that is, is this idea that there's a, a, there's a connection in that word toch between the word like within, like the dwelling within, and 10, the number 10, 10 people, which is where we learn out this idea that it's specifically when you have 10 people that the Shekhinah dwells. And then the altar Rebbe brings a, another citation here from Hosea, 
chapter 11, verse 9, where it says, kadosh, that the Holy One is within you. So it's this allusion to this idea that specifically through bringing 10 people together, that, uh, that God can dwell within them, within each person in an internalized way. And now the Altar Rabbah brings a teaching from the Gemara in Masechet Brachos, page 21b, to support this whole idea, which where it teaches, that uh, anytime the, uh, a congregation recites holy words, like there are certain holy texts that can only be said with a quorum, that can only be said with 10 people. Okay, so now the Altar Rabbah is going to say, with all of this in mind, we can now understand why it is that we find in Pirkei Avos, there's a teaching there where there's a whole discussion where it talks about this whole idea of the Shekhinah dwelling amongst Jews studying Torah. And it talks about initially that there's 10 and that you, 10 are needed. And then it says, okay, but what about, but even if there's five, then the Shekhinah can still dwell. And even if there's two, and then it says even one, right? And so then the, and, and then Pirkei Avos needs to bring, uh, the Mishnah needs to bring proof of this, scriptural proof for this idea that the Shekhinah uh, will dwell even with one person sitting and studying Torah because this is not a simple thing because we've already learned that the basic idea is that you actually need 10 people. And then the Altar Rabbi goes on to say that actually they were even, the the scriptural proof that they were able to find was actually not even about the indwelling of the Shekhinah, but it was actually just in regard to reward itself, that each individual will get a reward proportionate to themselves Um even if they're studying just by themselves. And if it's a group of people that's less than 10, then they will all receive reward in proportion to them as well, to in proportion to the number of people. So it's actually, so meaning in Pirkei Avos, when it talks about this idea of the Shekhinah dwelling within less than 10 people, the Altar Rabbah is saying that this is in regards to just the reward that's received. It's not the actual indwelling of the Shekhinah. So when it comes to the reward, then yes, you know, the individual, there's like a likeness to what the individual who's learning Torah receives compared to the congregation. However, when it comes to the actual indwelling of the Shekhinah itself, the actual dwelling of the Shekhinah down here, there is no comparison between what uh, what the individual is able to do on his own versus with 10 people together. So that's the end of the section today. And we're going to continue along these lines tomorrow with this epistle, the Sigaris. So stay tuned. But again, so far, just the main message is the importance of a congregation, why it is not good to just live on an island. We don't live on an island. And Judaism really is a communal uh, religion. And there is something powerful about joining forces. It's like, you know, the the whole is, is greater than the sum of its parts kind of idea. So that is it. And we'll continue tomorrow. And I will speak to you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Avraham Yitzhak Ben Binyamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Top project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow, and until then, have a great day.